This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? Okay, so another episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with the world-renowned guy among guys, Mike Bradner. What's up there, guy among guys? How you been? I know you've been road running lately. Yeah, I've been really road running. It's crazy. How are you? Old. <laughs> I'm older every day, bro. That's old. It's creeping up on me, you know, like a like a snow snake or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I'm all right. Just trying to stay in front of it, like everybody else. I see you got your Zurich Classic shirt on. Yeah, it's four kids. Um, I know. I've done a couple of uh, when I was on the radio. I did two or three fundraisers with them. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing. Board. Well, I don't play golf. I can't. Yeah, you know, I I can't. I can't do it. I tried. Yeah. And it's I sucked so bad I was I was it was really embarrassing. Yeah, well it's so hot outside. Like I need, well, it can be going you need to, to wear a golf shirt or something. I mean I can go out there in the wintertime, I still can't hit a ball with a crap. Oh, you yeah. know? I slice and hook all over the place. I mean the, the first time I actually took a swing at a golf ball was at was at a driving range up there, an airline. Yeah. You know, and they got that big golf ball in the back and if you hit the little bitty hole, mm-hmm. you know, you win like a million bucks or some bullshit like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I lined up on the ball, and I took a swing, and I mean, I hit it, and it just went <laughs> sliced perfectly about 40 yards. It hit this woman in the head, knocked her glasses off. I gave my bucket of balls to this old man next to me, just steady knocking him 200 yards. I went, screw this. I'm going, I'll see y'all in the bar. Mm-hmm. See y'all in the bar. So, anyway, I had to buy all the booze because I was the worst golfer, and that's why I haven't bought anybody a drink since at a, yeah. golf, at a driving if it ain't got a windmill and a dragon, I ain't there. You know, <laughs> you probably get to play golf. Not right now because our golf uh, our cor- course is under construction. Oh, you go over there, Metairie. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been watching them up, up and down the airline. They're putting that new sign up there. I mean, a new fence. Yeah, know? they're they're making it better because um, I think they're in a they're in like a little. Thing between Metairie and New Orleans, you know, like who has a nicer golf course? Who gives a crap? They, I don't know, man. They do, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, if I played, I mean, my my brother in law plays a lot of golf, but he plays out at Chateau, and he, I mean, he goes to City Park to play. He loves that course. Mm-hmm. He used to go. I mean, City Park was. I think he joined Chateau when after Katrina, when all the City Park things got messed up, because he used to love to go there, but. Again, windmills. Got a windmill and a dragon? No, I ain't there. Forget about <laughs> it. I'll just go to the bar and say, screw it. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? We've uh, been spending a lot of time on the internet. I know I've had to lately, and it kind of irritates me. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, the land of just stupid whores. Yeah, some stupid, some stupid people on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's true though. I mean, that's that was my that was my commentary on the radio. Who you know? Well, you know, the thing is, is that people are now more interested in 
they consider it their fame or their popularity, but it's just, you know, it's either friends, followers, or whatever. And literally they will test to see what works better to get them the most attention. And <clears throat> it's like, it's an obsession, you know? To, yeah. Well, I saw a cartoon the other day that was real funny, and it was like the, the latest uh, uh, suntan on the beach. And it's yeah. like two kids tanned, except you can see their arms and a phone white across their chest, because right. that's all they do, sit out there. I, I, I spend more time on my phone and my computer than I want to, but I spend probably, and I put all my spudcasts on, on Facebook, mm-hmm. I put your, yeah. your stuff on my... But I probably spend about maybe 5% of my screen time on Facebook. And all the rest of it, I'm like reading the news, catching up with kind of that kind of stuff. And also looking for stupid horse stories like the one I'm about to <laughs> tell you about now. Because these... Well, I mean, you, if you look at this... Um, if you look at this stuff... Okay, all right. How people are so committed to... to sharing their every every life every everything on the internet well not only that but what they do is they twist it i mean it becomes like a uh one of those reality shows where they make up they make up stuff to get more to make it more juicy or they find stuff and advance the juiciness of it and that's exactly what what caught my eye on this was a story about these teenagers two teenage girls Mm -hmm. in texas okay all right so they are ambling along and they find a stiff in a ditch oh really they find this dead dude in a ditch yeah. just lay and he, you know they didn't make it sound like you know dorian gray or something like he'd been there for uh, two or three years yeah. he was fairly fairly fresh i mean the buzzers hadn't really gotten a good hold of him yet they they basically rifled his pockets and his they took all his jewelry they put, took rings off his finger. Took all his jewelry off of him, mm-hmm. and then and and Snapchatted while they were doing it, and then put the jewelry on and posed in front of the Snapchat, yeah. and put all that up on the, on the internet. And and then the cops saw that and they went, uh, "That's like grave robbing. That's yeah. like a felony." So yeah. now these two teenage chicks, or who knows how long they're going to be in jail or may slap on the wrist. But the fact of the matter is. I think a lot of a lot of you see this a lot where where people do something blatantly illegal and then show up on the internet and then and the cops are going to I don't even need detectives anymore. All well, I, they and look, it's not just teenagers; it's across the board. They people just post things for attention, and it's you know, and like this was not only grave robbing, but it's desecrating to the guy. Yeah, it is desecrating, and they don't know anything about the guy. The guy could have families, or whatever, but taking that step. A step in the other, you know, a step further. They have people that are bashing real people for no reason, mm-hmm. you know, just because it gets them the attention. You know, uh, I guess you see it a lot in breakups, but um, why well, you see it? I mean, you know what it is? It's kind of like reality TV. Yeah, there ain't no such thing as reality TV. It don't exist. Well, Instagram is now like you know. I say Fox News, CNN, whatever, because they're making, they're, they're exaggerating certain things for attention. And my, the thing that I, I will always, it's ingrained in my memory, during Hurricane Katrina, um, I think it was Geraldo Rivera, 
one of the reporters from Fox News made New Orleans sound a lot worse than it was, and it was worse. It was mm-hmm. bad, at least. Bad enough. But yeah. um, to the extent that I was on the roads that he were claiming were underwater, I was driving them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he said, there's no way out of New Orleans, stuff like that. And there was, there's, there was. A I few got ways. out of New Orleans. Well, I was able to get in New Orleans because we were we were, we had an emergency uh, federal emergency pass. Uh, we had to, we, we were delivering medical equipment to hospitals and stuff mm-hmm. to people. So we we were allowed to go in, and uh, yeah, I mean. If we can get in, this was at the same time Fox News was saying people can't get out of the city, they're trapped, whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to and from. And actually, we wanted to go tour through the French Quarter because that was dry. And they had like Red Cross workers delivering ice to uh, Whitey's Bar. I don't think that's around anymore in the French Quarter. But uh, to ice down the beer. <laughs> How are you going to survive a hurricane without beer? Yeah, well, this is post. Yeah, it's like almost a law now. When they say hunker down, you got to shoot. Yeah, no, down. this was this was post hurricane. Post hurricane. It was like two days after. Well, you know, I okay. I wrote. I was on the radio. I was broadcasting. I mean, literally, David Vitter, senator, called me up and said the levees have broken mm-hmm. at the Seventeenth Street Canal. And he goes, I don't know which side it is, Orleans or Jefferson. As soon as I know, I'll let you know. And I, and then I start getting phone calls from people going like, you know, okay, mid city's flooding. Well, where the hell's the water coming from? Yeah, came all the way around that way. So I, I, I yeah. What got me about those kind, same kinds of reports, and, it's, and CNN, I think, was more guilty of it than Fox, but Fox did it too, and, and all of them did it. Three months after the storm, they were still showing that same far shot, yeah. you know, of the city being flooded after the water was long gone. I mean, yeah. my water was in my neighborhood for, what, two weeks? Literally, like, 12 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah my it, grandparents had a house there, and we, uh, I, we took four-wheelers to go try to get to their house. And the four wheels flooded. Like they, huh. the, the engine I, shut down. I called Aaron Broussard and uh, and he pulled a couple of deputies off cadaver duty, uh-huh. and he gave me a ride to my house so that I could report on what's going on and so that I could get a couple of irreplaceable things out of my house. Yeah. But we were like, we took know, a we took a P rod eventually too. Um, well, I know a lot of people answers. after that storm bought one and yeah. just put it up high in their garage and things like that in case they needed to get. You know, yeah, but P-Rocks are not that stable. No, no, especially <laughs> if you're not used to doing one. You know, if you're not if you're not one of the the alligator people like Troy Landry or something, chances mm-hmm. are you you're better off just kind of paddling, yeah, treading water and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But do you do that, man, because I tell you what, we'll, you know, my kids have turned me on to that fail army stuff on on uh, YouTube. You ever seen that stuff? No. It's fail army. It's a way across the board, but it's it's. <laughs> People who have videotaped themselves crashing or doing stupid shit, you know, they'll they'll like, you know, ride a a, 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 a skateboard down a down a ramp or down a, a a banister and then end up slipping and hitting right in the nets and you know, yeah. so you're catching a, a you know that basically breaking your coccyx. Your tailbone, and it's like you know. You, I sit there and watch those things, and I go, "Oh wow!" You know, you're watching somebody. Oh, that's brush burn. Yeah. You know, my kids turn, but it's a lot of stupid stuff, like you know, popping a champagne cork in the face. It's just a bunch of stupid stuff like that. It's it's almost like, it's almost like Three Stooges slapstick, except it's all real. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, we'll have an evening where we can't figure out what we're gonna do. We'll go get popcorn, and all of us will sit, and we'll watch a couple of hours of fail videos. Right. But those are things 
you can tell that these were accidents. These aren't things that people did to get attention. I mean, they well, I guess they did it, and then it just went south, and that's why they they put it on the uh, on this fail army stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't think they didn't they didn't do it on purpose per se. To uh, they don't expect to fail. Let me put it like that. Yeah. Whereas somebody else, like you were talking about, they'll create something just to create it. You know. Yeah, they create it for the attention. Like what what makes more attention? You what gives you more attention? You posting pictures of yourself in different outfits or different whatever, or or action shots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at the beach, whatever. Or do you get more posts if you have a story to tell? You know, regardless of how true it is, and it seems like people like drama. They like it when somebody's going through a hard time, so they're going to like the hard time. Well, yes, you're going to see a lot more clicks on that kind of stuff yeah. than you are on a quote from Thomas Sowell. Right. So let's develop a fake storyline because it gives me more attention, and in return, you know, affect somebody because somebody's got to be the you know the person who's. Yeah, you know, the aggressor, but, whatever you want to call but, it. But I mean, some do they? Some people just create the stuff. They create stuff out of thin air, or you know what? I think because I, you're gonna, you see less of what you talk. You still see too much of it, but you see people who are now getting sued for like revenge porn. Yeah, you know, which to me, I'm going. There is no naked picture of my wife. At least not since we got married. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened before we got married. That was her business. Yeah. But nothing like that showed up. There ain't no naked pictures of us. There ain't no video of us unless somebody did it unbeknownst to us. Right. I'm going like, I ain't doing this so I can watch myself. I'm doing it because I'm in the moment. Right. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you don't, look, rule number one, don't take a picture of yourself, period. Certainly don't take like a picture naked. of yourself with a phone. Naked or whatever. Do it. You know, if you're going to do that, get one of them old-fashioned Polaroids. Just don't do it, period. Because even with the Polaroids, I mean, somebody well, can find somebody that. could, but you got less chance. Why would you do that? You can't look in the I, mirror? I don't even want to do that. <laughs> you know? I mean, you, you know, go get the honeymoon suite that's got the mirror on the ceiling and go, I don't want to see none of this. Yeah, just go look at the mirror and <laughs> yeah. look like this. You don't have to take a picture of yourself. Yeah, well, that's why they get the big heart-shaped bed with all the fuzzy stuff. You know, yeah. like your Austin Powers or something like that. Yeah. I ain't interested in seeing myself do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not on. I mean, we advertise. I mean, if there's anybody, and that's the thing, they're not doing this for a purpose, right? I mean, they're 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 doing it for. They're not doing it for a like. The they're doing good. it for an internal purpose. They're doing it for a selfish purpose. You know, in an image person. They and, do uh, you know, some. I mean, I'm not a shrink. So they're I trying can... to be the next Paris Hilton or whatever. But what they don't realize is, the people that are huge influencers have teams yeah it's not one person just posting stuff so you know it's kind of like amateur people wanting to be professional without you know without a plan is that if that makes sense makes sense because quite frankly um you can't shoot yourself that very well you know you can't and and i mean if somebody else is sitting there taking the video of you then yes like you said it's a planned it's a movie type of thing right but i I don't know. One of the favorite people we like to watch is this chef, Chef John on food something or other. My wife yeah. loves it. Half the time you only see one hand because he's shooting. His, he's got his camera in one hand while he's making biscuits and gravy. That's got to be different, difficult at least. Well, I don't know. Sometimes he sets it up, but the food always looks good, even though he's a Yankee. So we watch that a whole lot more than we watch fail videos, and we watch that. We certainly don't go looking for 
hooters on the air. Although I must admit, I have a couple of friends of mine. I'm going, they send me this like, it's, it's porn. It's like amateur porn. But I'm going, where do you find this crap? And they go, we don't find it. It gets sent to us. And say, so, well, yeah. unless it's really funny, don't send it to me. I don't, yeah. don't send me no more. I don't, I don't need to see none of that. Because I especially don't need my wife to go, what, let me see your phone. What the hell is that? Exactly. Going, hey, hey, that's my buddy Vern. Go talk to him, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's just not called. It, all this stuff's not called for. I mean, it's crazy what people are now doing for, for attention. Well, the, you know what? I think the bottom it's, it's line... It's that 15 seconds of fame that everybody wanted before social media came out, and they're using that to get their 15 yeah, seconds It used to be 15, 15 minutes, according to Andy Warhol, well, but yeah. now it's on, now with all this, 15 seconds, period. Right. But yeah, it's like somebody, look, I'm going to rob a bank. I'm robbing a bank, and then you go and sit in your car and pull your mask up and hold up the money in your gun and go, hey, look at me. I'm going, yeah, look at you while you're talking through a I mean, window to your lawyer. I mean, people are sitting at home, literally on their phones... Just doing like social media. Yeah. I mean, well, you know why? It's because of the ones who, see, like Paris Hilton, okay? Her daddy got a lot of money. Her grandpa had a lot of money. Her name's Hilton. Got a lot of money. And she was not afraid to get naked and demonstrate. Well, that was actually not her uh, doing. Sure looked like her because I saw it. No, no, it was her, but it wasn't, she didn't didn't make the video. That was no person. Oh, well, the other guy, she looked right at the camera. Oh, really? Maybe so. Maybe it the one I, the, Look, I didn't see I didn't see an hour-long version. I saw about I 12 I, minutes. I've I've heard a lot of good things about her. I'll she does a lot of good it. charity work. Well, not only that, but they uh, the money she's making is from her own efforts as opposed to family efforts. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is she had money to get her started. Yeah, I guess. You know, I mean, she had money to... She it's, had, it's like... If not, she wouldn't have had no money, she wouldn't... If her name was not Hilton... And she hadn't made that point. It's like the Kardashians. The only thing they had going for them was that their daddy was was like one of OJ's lawyers. Then all of a sudden they started doing that show and then he died. And then they all just started posing naked and making porn videos. And then boom, now all of a sudden they... (laughs) I don't think it's because of the porn videos. But I mean, I I, I don't think... You need to spend more time looking (laughs) at the internet, man. they They were popular before the porn videos. The porn videos were leaked. I never heard of them. Well, you haven't heard of them because you're waiting for the porn videos. But I mean, I wasn't waiting for them to get sent to me. They were, were, you know, they know they've already been established. The the things were leaked to try to ruin them. You know what I mean? And look, it goes to the same the same thing. I mean, it's like even if they leak a porn video, they can set a different narrative for it to ruin the reputation. Either way, they made what twenty years they've been on the air. I think they their show is now off the air twenty. I mean, Gunsmoke ran twenty years. I mean, the look. No matter how popular people are, whatever, it takes a lot of work to get to where they are, and they work their and, butt off. And believe me, I know that. Cause yeah, I'm, well, I'm, you know that because of what you do. And you, let me tell you something else, too. You can bust your ass your entire life, and things can change quickly. Yeah, so it's so. just... Um, but don't do this. You know, I mean, I asked my kids one time what they wanted to do for a living. Oh, man, I'd, I'd like to be like a, a gamer. On I'm going, well, first off, y- y- you need to go cut the grass. And second of all, you know how many games you got to play to get that good at it, yeah. so that people actually want to pay money to watch you play a game. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I don't mind you. I think you guys have a good time and you learn actually learn some skills, ambidextrous skills. Yeah, well, I mean, playing some of these games. If you want to be a gamer, go do coding. Well, that's what, you know. Create what? the games. That's what I keep that's telling my kid. Is. My youngest is studying graphic design. I got a nephew getting his master's in France. In computer science, I'm going to two of y'all should get together and create games. Because she creates 
really cool images of such, and he's a coder. You yeah. know, and it's like, well, y'all do that together and do it quick so that I can retire. Exactly. You, know, you make a ton of money doing that. Yeah, and exactly. especially if you start focusing, so many people are putting little bitty kids uh, playing these games. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it on the air because somebody might steal it because my wife and I have had a, a TV show on the Food Network, the idea stolen from us. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, my daughter and I came up with a really cool game for kids like 5 to 10. You know, that it doesn't have anything to do with, with crashing cars or calling women hoes or things like that. And it's, it's just, it's a good, happy, kind of shoot them up, but yeah. you're shooting, you're not shooting people. And you're not shooting aliens. <laughs> and there's no blood leaking all over and burning holes it's like in a the wholesome, Millennium It's a film. wholesome game. Well, it's a game that everybody in the South would certainly uh, get and appreciate. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. yeah. And they ain't eating corn on a cob without no teeth either. That's a Tennessee game. <laughs> anyway, it's time for us, though, in our chat here to get down to the the new segment on the uh, on the Mike Brander Tell Me What You Really Think, because I really want to know what he really thinks about this. This is something I used to do on my radio show all the time, and it was called Dumbass of the Day. <laughs> so today is Dumbass of the Day, even though it's a, I guess it's Dumbass of the Week because you do a weekly podcast. Yeah. Our Dumbass of the Day, though... Is a fellow in China, so tell me what you really think. Apparently, this is an old family recipe to cure constipation is by sticking a live eel up your butt. You know? <laughs> An eel? An eel. Now, we're not talking about a moray eel or nothing like oh, that. Yeah, you know, eel. <laughs> yeah, that'll clean you up, huh? Yeah. Like one of an electric toilet. Sticking a, in a, in, out in the rural areas of China, this is an old, an old remedy... At least, I, I don't see how sticking something wiggly up your butt is going to, you know. I mean, what, what are they, uh, what are they, they you want to say gerbiling if they have other issues up there? What are, I can't, I don't, I don't understand that. Unless, unless their eels are made out of like glycerin tablets or something. Anytime somebody talks about sticking something up somebody's butt, I think of Tommy, uh, Tommy boy. What does he say? You can get your, you can get a look. You can get a, a better look at a steak if you stick your head up a bull's ass, but you'd rather take my word for it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean if you're constipated, you're not going to go look for an eel? Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Where would you go fishing after you get it? They didn't say nothing about head first You know what? That's whatever. animal abuse. Uh, in China? China what? has a yearly festival where they eat dogs. Yeah, I know. The well, dog-eating festival. So I think an I mean, eel up the butt's kind of mild. I think a bat's, you know. I think, well, yeah. I think the bat says it all, and we all know about the bat. Well, we know about that bat. <laughs> we know about the bats in the Philippines where uh, that guy, Andrew Zimmer, him, you ever watch his eating, uh, oh, I like to eat stuff. He's a shaved head dude. No. Uh-uh. He turned out to be some nut job porn guy, too. But, uh, yeah, he was in the Philippines, and somebody in this house, yeah, cooked him up a bat. They had like a pot of milk coming to a boil and he took a whole bat and put it in there and going, <laughs> he got some like honey nut Cheerios or something like that. You think, you think people, you think act, some actors just say, you know what, this is too damn hard. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to go screw people for a living and become part of porn stars. Uh, I know there's a couple of people who had really good careers uh-huh. who swapped over to porn. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't personally know them, but I know they are. Like, there was this red-headed chick who was, like, really a big star on a uh, TV series that lasted, I don't know, four or five years in yeah. the early 2000s. 
And let me tell you something. If you can get on a network show, like yeah. ABC, NBC, network show, and you have a starring or a co-starring role, you're on every episode. Right. If you can get a show like that last five years, if you're smart and put your money away, you're set for life. Yeah. So I guess this woman must have pissed away all her cash because she was like on one of these shows where kids watched it, you know, like teenage, early teens yeah. and things like that. And then after the show went off the air, three or four years later, and they said, I felt it was time for me to move on to the next stage. Well, I, what I don't <laughs> understand is that you would think that with the popularity of that show for, for five years, you'd think that they, she wouldn't have a hard time getting another gig. But then again, look at the, look at the actors. Yeah, she's friends. having a hard time now. Look oh, did I say that? I don't believe I said that. Uh, maybe we should get an eel to stick up her Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. That's a, that's a whole different... The anal. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm like, those anal beads. It's like a whole different meaning from the anal beads, huh? <laughs> I knew a comic who did a story about it. It's like, oh my God. Now let me stick this knotted rag up your butt. It's going, I'll pass on that. Well, now that we know what Mike Grander really thinks about eels up your ass, I guess we'll call it quits for today, and we'll talk again next week here on Tell Me What You Really Think. Okay, thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.